Hey everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I want to first say and start off this podcast with just a thank you because we are almost approaching a full year of your spiritual best friend. I remember this time last year I I made a social media post announcing that I'm going to start recording podcasts in September and it's just crazy to see how much things can change in a year. I remember this time last year I decided to go to grad school and study psychology and connect spirituality with mental health through this podcast. And it's been great. I've met a lot of wonderful guests and I really appreciate the consistent viewership and listens and on any platform that you listen to, it really means a lot to me. And who knows where this podcast is going to keep going, but this is episode 61 guys. And and this is another very special guest. So The guest that I have on this podcast, her name is Yorika, and she talks a lot about her journey through her internal struggles. She was someone that really did not have the inner confidence and really struggled with finding her own passions and her own self-worth. So she put herself in a lot of relationships where she really had to grow and learn from. It was really up until Yorika mentions how She really had to embrace her inner feelings and embrace her traumas because she would usually just run away and deflect because when we are in these mindsets, we continue to just keep pushing. But until we really embrace our trauma and what we are experiencing, we're not able to really grow. So Yorika really mentions that and she talks about writing her three books and now how she's a big time yoga instructor really trying to help people find themselves because we also talk about this like once you in these moments where you lose yourselves in the heat of the moment it definitely does suck but if you learn to overcome that then you're able to detect that in other people because you've experienced it and once you experience something then we're able to connect with others and be there for others so it's a really cool conversation. You can check out all of her books by clicking in the links in the show description. And like always, guys, please like, rate, and follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen. Um, your ratings and stuff will really help boost the podcast overall. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Yorika. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a very special guest, Ulrika. Ulrika, how are you feeling today, and what's going on? Thank you for having me, Joshua. I feel fine. I'm a bit sweaty. I just told you it's like 8.30 here in the evening, and it's like 30 degrees Celsius, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit hot. <laughs> oh, man. And, and where, are you, where are you from? Because I know, definitely, I know, I, I hear that accent. It's really cool. <laughs> 
I'm from Stockholm, the capital in Sweden, in Sweden uh, where the Vikings and the uh, uh, Northern Lights are from. We're in ABBA, and yeah, so I'm I'm from a, a country in Northern Europe. That's so cool. Um, I'm always curious to know like where my guests come and stuff, and we're definitely gonna have a lot of fun when it comes to this conversation. And uh, Ulrika, I first want to say thank you for reaching out and and wanting to come on the podcast and share your journey and share your story. And uh, this leads me right to my first question, so we can really kick off this conversation rolling. So I, I noticed that you're very spiritual and you're really into helping people. Have you always been like a spiritual person? Have you ever had like an epiphany or like a moment where like you you got into spirituality? Like what really led you into like that spiritual path and helping others? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, no, I haven't always been spiritual. I mean... Basically, we are all born spiritual beings, and then we forget about it when we are, you know, enjoying our human experience. But uh, I was really, really sick. I was depressed. I was burnout. I was suicidal. Uh, so no, I wasn't uh, aware of anything spiritual. I was very much in my headspace. I was very much shut down from, you know, who I am at the soul level, very shut down from my emotions. So I was basically, you know, a walking head, thinking head. So uh, my journey, my first uh, book, my autobiography is about my journey back from depression and being suicidal. And it's called 247 AM, The Journey Home to My Heart. So that was my uh, sort of wake up call, I, I would say. First, I want to give you some props and praise because it's very hard to be open to sharing our spiritual experiences, especially in moments where we had a lot of internal conflict and a lot of struggle, you know? So I first want to say, give you some props for being able to be open and share. And I really appreciate that as well, because throughout life, you know, like we go through these moments where we struggle, whether that's internally, physically, mentally, we all have our internal like struggles that we really just have to overcome and, and just face. And that just leads right to my next question. So I know your first book really helped you um, really like work out your feelings. And when it comes to like processing everything, you know, what was like some like of like the biggest challenges for you when writing that first book? So my first book, The Autobiography 247AM, it's first of all, it's dedicated to my children. So, you know, I have two teenagers and if they think that I'm crazy or corny or, you know, not like the other parents who have a nine to five job and, you know, and if they're doubting themselves at one time, then the book is, you know, dedicating to them because I want them to know where I came from, where they was, where they were when they were young. I was um, divorced from their father and I was taking care of them. And I, you know, as I said, I was depressed and being suicidal. So. So, um, first of all, you know, if we are unaware of something, if we are unconscious of some, of something, then we can't change it. So the first step is to become aware, to become aware, you know, that, you know, I don't feel very well or to acknowledge that, you know, I have some issues or to dare to see, you know, how fucked up you truly are. Because most of us who live in the Western world, we are fucked up one way or the other, uh, and it's not who we are, but it's our programs, uh, our subconscious, unconscious programs. So the very first step for me was to just, you know, admit that my soul wasn't sick. 
or, you know, depressed, but I had a really fucked up behavior and a really fucked up pattern. And the way that I perceived myself was really sort of fucked up. And just to dare to admit that, you know, to myself was the very first step for me. And I think it is for everybody to, to dare to go into the rabbit hole and to, from there, you know, dare to see yourself in, in all your true colors, you know, from all the polarities that we all, all are and all have. Like I'm a yogi, like yin and yang, uh, the darkness and the light that we all have, feminine and masculine, regardless of, you know, if we are in a female or in a male body. But so it was really hard for me to see, you know, how really fucked up my programs were. I had eating disorders and I had sleeping disorders and I was very competitive. I was very much in comparison myself to others. I hated myself. I I was always sort of trying to punish myself one way or the other. And to really see that, you know, to see that ugliness, it's not it's not a pretty sight, but it was for me, it was necessary to, to realize because then when I was aware and conscious of it, then I have a choice, you know, do I want to continue to be suicidal and depressed or do I, you know, want to change? So uh, actually, I think there was this spark within me that chose life or perhaps it was life who chose me. I don't know, but here I am. Yeah, and I just want to say again, like power to you for taking those steps to really realizing like this, like what you really needed in that moment in order for you to grow, because it's very hard. Like you said, like, like those first steps, like admitting that you have something that's fucked up in your head and stuff and like all this stuff, like it's, it's so hard to become aware of that, you know, and so many people, they spend their entire lifetime kind of ignoring it or pushing it to a side, you know? So power to you for taking those steps in order to, in order for you to grow. And, and it's crazy how like in that, in the heat of the moment, it might've been very hard to take those steps, but now you're starting to see like the positives of taking those steps. Like, cause now you've written multiple books and you've taken on a very spiritual path and are, and are helping others in the process. So I just want to say power to you and credit to you for, for taking those steps. Cause it can be very hard. Thank you so much, Joshua. And I think it's really, you know, a necessity if if I truly want to truly want to help others who suffers, you know, from stress related problems or, you know, that they are not aligned with who they are at the soul level, because I also do karma clearings uh, so you can realign, you know, your body, mind, spirit and your soul. But um, I think it, it's a necessity to to be through it yourself because otherwise it's just like a mental sort of energy that you come from. You've read maybe, you know, thousands of self-help books and, you know, personal development. But if it's not anchored within yourself, because we, we, we all have knowledge, right? We, knowledge is really easy to look into. You can just Google it or you can just read about it. But the acquired wisdom that you truly get when you, you yourself have experienced something and then I when I can talk about it and when I can teach about it that is you know then then the acquired wisdom is anchored within you and and I think that is 
that is the energy where we truly can help or inspire others. Because if I'm only in my mental sort of understanding in, you know, how things are and how they work and what to do, again, it's not a holistic approach. It's very... It's very superficial, actually. And I think that that's how many of us, myself included, before I got sick, live our lives very superficial, you know, in the headspace, always, you know, trying and striving for being the better person, for more money, for bigger breasts, new kitchen, whatever. And so we are looking, you know, we are looking for the wrong things in the wrong place. And so for me also, not only did I have to become aware and conscious of my own patterns and my behaviors, my mindset. I also need to, here's the thing. I truly, truly believe that if you and I, or we, we all have as human beings, we have stored so much traumas, so much stress, so much unprocessed emotions. And if I want to free myself from the trauma and from the inner shit that is suppressed, then I truly have to feel it. I have to feel it in the truest essence as it was suppressed. So if I've suppressed a lot of grief, then I have to feel the grief. I have to witness, observe, and transform the grief. And if I have a lot of fears within me, then I have to do the same with fear. I cannot, and this is like a spiritual bypass for me, I cannot just you know, put up a happy face and do a lot of affirmations and positive thinking and think my way out of my traumas or unprocessed emotion. It doesn't work that way. That's also a very mental sort of spirituality and, and a big spiritual bypass, which I think many of us, you know, tries to do because we think it's the easy way. But the more, the more of your own inner whether you choose to call it wounds, traumas, inner darkness, the more you can see and the more you can feel, observe and transform, the more access you have to your own, you know, divine lights as well. Yeah. And you make a really solid point when it comes to, you got to be able to take the time to really understand yourself and to really reflect on yourself. And similar to what you've been saying, like, it doesn't matter like what's going on external or, or any of that. Like it's, it really starts with your own internal work and figuring out what is it that you need and in order for you to take the steps and to grow. And that just leads me right to my next question. So like for you, you've taken the steps now, you know, to like be aware of like what's going on. Let's say you have like a client or you have someone come in and, and they're struggling to really find themselves and what would you really do to really help them become aware of understanding like their past traumas or whatever's been suppressing inside inside themselves? So one really essential point is that our unconscious traumas, our unconscious programs, and we all have, you know, like 95% of unconscious programs that run our lives, you know, control our health, our relationships, our relationship to money or love relationship. So we only have like 5% of consciousness. And since our traumas and stress, wounds, whatever, is stored within the body, within the cells, you know, in the cellular memory, then we need to work with the body and through the body to transform it. So I have a big toolkits where yoga uh, 
and the yoga that I have developed, a yoga for empaths and for highly sensitive people, and also hormone yoga for lust and sensuality is one way where we don't focus so much on the asanas or the positions, because that's also very common here in the Western world that we focus a lot on advanced positions uh, in the yoga. And for me, yoga is a lifestyle. It's so much deeper than just a position. And yoga means union. So yoga for me is about to reconnect and to realign, you know, all the polarities within me and to really connect the sides that I am not so proud of or the sides that I, when I was depressed and suicidal, that I hated and that I, you know, felt so much self-contempt for and to to integrate it also with my good good things. So one of my tools that I use is yoga. Another one is quantum physics. And a third is also tantra. And then I also do karma clearing. So I have many tools that I use, but I always, always, always involves the body in the, in the clearing and the cleansing. Because if I only, you know, again, if you say, okay, do this mantra and think positive and... and then the body is not included, then we again come back to the mental um, mental aspect, which is not holistic. You need to have, you need to be able to connect the, the emotional, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the sexual. There's so many layers that need to be integrated. So we need to work with the body. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. And I like how you mentioned like, what was it? Karmic hearing? Karmic hearing. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I'm a little curious. I heard it. I was like, oh, like that sound, that sounds really cool. It is cool. So each and one of us, we it's not like that we have a soul. We are a soul in, in a human body, in, in, in this flesh suit, sort of to speak. And we all have our unique traits and our unique challenges as well. And we have this divine, unique soul blueprint, each and one of us, you know, that we can come from when our souls originally, you know, came into to this sort of universe uh, so they can become from from different planets or solar systems so i enter when i have a client and i do the karma clearing with their consent that is very important i cannot do anything if i don't have a consent so i uh, with the consent i go into the akashic records do you know what the re- akashic records is joshua um i'm i'm in the i'm in the 
process of like trying to learn that little stuff. But but if you can give a little like better description than me, then then you have it. The floor is yours. <laughs> so, so it's like um, the Akashic record for each and one of us is like Google for the soul. It is everything that has ever existed, everything that could have existed, everything that will exist is stored in each and one of us unique Akashic records and our Akashic records. So it's like an energetic superhighway database. And all our Akashic records are also intertwined, like entangled, connected. So it's like a giant library with this, you know. So all my books are sort of downloads from the Akashic records. And there I retrieve a lot of information about you and your soul. Oh, like you're from this planet and your gifts are this and this is the polarity, your challenges. And when each and one of us have these sort of viruses, you know, like, like on a hardware, it's a virus that is going on. And this virus here in my life might affect me. So I don't have the love life that I want. I don't have the money that I want. I don't have my health or whatever, whatever. I make bad negative choices, you know. So this means that something is stored in my soul uh, and, and the Akashic record. And when I do a karma clearing, it's like a reboot from your soul, taking all the viruses, all the programs away and sort of, you know, making your energy intact and complete, whole and complete. So it's like a reboot. It's wonderful. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so definitely, I, I really appreciate your insight. And I love your visualizations of like how like you picture it, you know, it's like that reboot, that reset of like our soul record. That's really cool. Credit to you again for continuing to help people and, and to really help people just, you know, like refine themselves, you know, and really connect with the spiritual realm and reconnect with their soul. But let's transition a little bit. I know we talked a lot about like what led you to write like your first book. And obviously, you wrote two other books as well, really focusing on spirituality and really trying to help others and stuff like that too. Relationships, we all know relationships play a big part in our lives. You know, we feed off of each other's energy. My first question for you is like, when it comes to like relationships, what are some qualities that you look for in a friendship and even like a romantic partnership? Well, that is a very good question. Uh, for me, it's very important, you know, with a good, good vibration like a high vibration because we are all you know like our unique energetic signature so uh, high vibration high frequencies is really important for me trust loyalty and good friendship regardless if it's you know in a friendship or in a love relationship so yeah i think that's like the four top top four for me consciousness high consciousness slash high vibration, loyal trust, and um, I can't even remember the fourth now, <laughs> like in the moment. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, and then, you know, being generous with with you, your time, your, your heart space. So it doesn't have to be generous about money because generosity can come in so many different ways. But uh and I think the, the most important relationship that we all have is the one that we have with ourselves because the relationships that I have out there, 
is just a mirror with the relationship that I have with, with me. And if I want to improve my outer relationships again, I need to work on me, you know, on myself, invest in me and my behaviors. So happiness for me is always an inside job. Yeah. And, and you make a really good point about like, I really like how you ended your last statement, you know, like happiness is really like an inside job. And, and that really just like leads me right to my next question. Cause I know, especially when you do like a, like a lot of like spiritual work and a lot of work that's really involved with like helping others and stuff. Why, just to add to your, your previous point, like, why do you think a lot of relationships tend to like reach blocks or even come to a point, you know, where like they just don't work out? Like, why do you, like, what do you think are some like common themes into like why relationships tend to struggle at times throughout our life or throughout our like lifetime? I think the answer is really, really easy. It's not maybe what people want to hear, but it's really, really easy. We all have these fucked up unconscious programs as i'm saying like we have 95 percent of unconscious programs and these programs they govern how you live your life you know what job you choose how your perception is for money for love for you know uh, and we in western world I, I also write a lot about the energetic you know energetic um, frequencies of the feminine and the masculine and what we see in the Western world is that we are so much in the immature and the unconscious energies of the feminine and the masculine. So when we are here, this means that we have quite a low frequency, a low vibration. And from this space, you can never have, you know, the kind of loving relationship that you want to have. So the, the, the answer is to increase your own consciousness again to get what you want, you know, because we all have so many blocks and so many fucked up, uh, fucked upness. And I just want to say some examples of the immature, like feminine and masculine. So you who listen might follow, you know, the way I think and what I, what I write about and what I teach. So in, in the Western world, we see a lot of like your country, for instance, and even my my country, it is so important to become somebody, to have a you know high status job or have a lot of money, to be popular, to be productive, to be effective, you know, to be somebody by your achievements, and that is the immature. That is a very very low and immature unconscious aspect of the masculine, and we have it, you know, even if we are women or if we are men this striving for perfection or you know working a lot being a workaholic you know that we celebrate in the western countries that is a really big imbalance in the so-called root chakra and and the example of the immature and unconscious feminine could be manipulation which we have seen very much these last two years in media you know in our politic politicians so that is a very low uh, consciousness in the immature feminine. And if you look around, you know, how the world looks today, you see this everywhere. You see it in school where we're striving for high grades. It's a very immature, low consciousness, you know. So high consciousness is totally opposite. Like the, we need 
to evolve our consciousness and to move into the mature, to the conscious feminine and the conscious masculine. And an example of the conscious masculine can be clarity, you know, and the clarity is like, you know, like a sword that can cut through all the bullshit that we are telling ourselves or that we are being told by society or others. So this clarity, you know, not taking any bullshit, you know, not from myself, not from the government or anything. And then the, we need the mature essence of the feminine, which is unconditional love and compassion. And we need them both. Again, this is a union like yoga connection, because I cannot only have the clarity and not, you know, coming from a heart space. And I cannot only be in my heart and, you know, love and light, love and light. So I need to have this sort of direct um, direction. Uh, and this is what, what we see going on globally today. So this is also what I write about in my books. I'm just going to... So two years ago, I wrote uh, this book called Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck in the Sacred Water. The Secret Connections to Everything. And... Even though it came out nearly two years ago, it's so spot on and it, what goes on in the world today. And we move from the micro perspective to the micro perspective, from the individual to the collective consciousness, back and forth, inner universe, outer universe. So it's really, really beautiful. And uh, this is what is going on. My perception, you know, because... Our egos want to contain us in this low consciousness where we compete and we compare and we are being so busy earning so much money. So, you know, we don't have time to evolve, sort of. Uh, but the soul, the soul is, you know, nud nudging and uh, it wants you to, to evolve. So the ego and the soul is, you know, the polarities. And this is the time for... for the sacred soul, a divine evolution through time and space, which is my latest book that just, you know, was released a couple of weeks ago. So what we see individually and collectively right now is the evolution of our souls to, to reclaim the sacredness of who we are and not taking any bullshit, having the clarity and the, the you know, the heart space with unconditional love and compassion. And you pretty much described everything just like so well, you know, where, especially as a society, you know, especially here in America as well, we're taught being productive is successful. Having the best material things is successful, but in reality, is it really successful? Is it really fulfilling your soul? And you just made a really great point about describing like why that's not the case, you know, and we really need to work on being mindful because there's so many people that may have the dream house or may have the the dream goods you know but are they actually like really happy within their soul are they truly do they truly feel fulfilled and then not most most of the answers are no you know like there's always another challenge or another thing to work on you know so i you pretty much just when it came to like the answer the answer is just really spot on and i think it's exactly true where can everybody like check out your books and stuff i know you just dropped you know, I know you just dropped the book a couple of weeks ago, but where can everybody check out your work? So if you want the book signed, uh, then you can just connect with me. Uh, my mail address is ulis, it's U-L-L-I-S, at uliscarlson.com. And that is U-L-L-I-S-K-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. Or they are on Amazon 
Uh, so all my books, my my three international books are on Amazon, and then I have two other books which is not on Amazon. Yeah, the feminine and the masculine energies, Joshua. I I could speak about this forever and ever because it's so interesting, and you could explain, you know, in so many layers. Again, the mental, the physical, the sexual, the uh, emotional, there's so many layers and we can explain it with the feminine and the masculine and everything that we see here in 3D matrix, you know, are made of these energy. So uh, there's so much to do and so much exciting uh, evolution if we really, if we choose that, you know, because that these are the challenging times that wants us to rise in consciousness because we live lives that are not sustainable for the planet, right? We are polluting the oceans. We are cutting down the trees. We are living above our assets. Uh, we have three cars, uh, two country homes, uh, you know, and we, we don't recycle our things. We buy new, like, fashion items, and then, you know, we use it for a season, and then we just, you know, I don't know what we do with them. But uh, so we have come so far away from, you know, what is natural. We are natural part of the nature. We are natural beings since we are from nature. So, you know, for thousands of years, this, you know, have taken us so far from who we are. And as you say, people in, in the Western world, we have everything. Like, we literally have everything. We have opportunities to travel, to educate ourselves, to, you know, to to have good jobs, whatever, whatever. But there are so many people that are not aligned with who they are at the soul level. And so many people that are, even though that they have everything, this feeling, you know, that what they do is not, you know, meaningful or that they have this nagging feeling, you know, that there's something more something more i don't know what it is but i'm you know and so many of these people find their way to me where i do the like the karma clearings or or intuitive coaching so uh, and i think i truly truly think that this is you know both on an individual level because my energy my frequency i am transmitting all the time i'm transmitting like a radio station so i'm both transmitting and i'm receiving and so each and one of us are transmitting our energy into the collective consciousness right so each individual that comes awake or you know that uh, heals their inner trauma uh, reduces the inner shit, the inner fucked upness, the, the programs, do a lot of clearings and cleansing. And then this person raise its frequency and then it's transmitting from another sort of frequency in its radio station. So each and one of us, we have a really, you know, big job to, to influence both ourselves and our lives, obviously, but also the collective consciousness. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. 
Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcast, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey guys, since you made it this far into the podcast, why not drop a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys listen to the podcast. And if you guys really like the podcast and really want to follow it, send it to a friend, family member, or anyone else that would really impact from listening to the podcast. Like I mentioned before, your subscriptions and your follows and everything would mean a lot to the podcast and help boost the podcast overall. So I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and continue to enjoy your spiritual best friend. Wow. And again, like I'm just in like complete agreement again, like as we align and get closer to our souls, our our self or our inner self, you know, then we're able to grow and take those next steps. And then we end up growing even more as like a person and also as a soul in general too. So a lot of steps have to be made, but like you said, in a couple answers ago, like the first step is getting, becoming aware, becoming understanding of how you've been, how your behavior was, how, what have you been, what have you been conditioned? You know, like, what are you feeling like that loss of self, that loss of whatever you're feeling, you got to be aware of that first. So I really think your answers have been really spot on and I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. But just transitioning a little bit for the podcast, I do like to add a little astrology element to everything. I know there's a lot. Astrology for me has really helped me with discovering with who I am to my core. Um, So when all my guests come on, I really love to end the podcast with some wonderful astrology talk. So my first question, when it comes to astrology, are you aware of it? Have you ever like heard about it? Like what's your overall relationship with astrology? So I would say that I'm a happy beginner, you know, I I know about it and uh, I've taken a lot of courses where there's been really, you know, basic astrology, but I'm really fascinated about it. And, and I think that you can, you know, learn and grow in this field as in so many other fields, of course, you know, for a long time, because it's very complex and yet it's very simple. I love it. And it's really... I'm an Aries, and uh, so there's a lot of traits for the Aries that is very, you know, that I really recognize in myself. And I also am well aware of the uh, Vedic astrology, you know, uh, the Eastern astrology. And in that, and there, there I'm also like a fire sign. So I'm, I'm a double, double fire. Yeah, I was just about to add to that. Yeah, like, so you have an Aries sun with a Leo moon. And uh, there's this website where I always recommend if you're if you want to know a little bit more just about like your sun and moon sign, 
um, this website, thehoroscope.co, is like a good little like first step where they give you like a little reading based off of like your sun and moon, and they give you positives, negatives, perfect partner and advice. So I have yours right in front of me. So as I give you like a little bit of a reading of it, just let me know how you feel. So like, of course, yeah. So like you said that you are one in Aries sun and Leo moon, and it says a confident personality. Straightforward, the Aries sun Leo moon personality will not hesitate to say what needs to be said and will not change ways for anyone. Positives for your sun and moon combination. Very imaginative, has a lot of enthusiasm and attractiveness. Negatives can be impulsive at times and can be a little bit superficial. Perfect partner, someone who admires and takes good care of them. Word of advice, they need to tone down their impulse, impulsivity sometimes because it affects even their good intentions. So as I read your positives, negatives, perfect partner, and advice, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Oh, I love it. It's, uh, I think it's spot on. Spot on, yes. I know uh, that I'm very uh, impulsive and spontaneous, which, you know, which can be good, but it can also, uh, <laughs> it can also be good lessons. Oh, yeah, of course. And like I said, like astrology is just like another tool in the toolbox to really help understand ourselves at the end of the day. And if you're curious to know a little bit more outside of this conversation, I can send you a bunch of links and stuff too. So that way uh, we can all, that way we're just learning, you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying to learn about ourselves and that's what's really important. But I will say I've really appreciated our conversation so far. The last point that I really wanted to add that I think is really cool um, I recently had someone come on and she talked about Chiron astrology. So like with Chiron, it's sort of like it's we all have core wounds that are in ourselves, you know, that we need to work on when it comes to this lifetime. And as I was describe, as I was hearing you describe like your story and like your journey, I looked at your Chiron placement and it kind of it starts to make sense a little bit when it comes to like when it comes to like the core wound and stuff and what you're able to do to overcome it. So your Chiron, um, and to look at Chiron, obviously like with astrology, just like a basic little like summary, like each placement, each planet, each like rolling thing has a sign and, and that's the energy in which is presented inside you. And then obviously there's a house number and the house number tells you like what specific or where specific aspect of your life is this affecting. So for you, you have a Chiron and Aries. So the Chiron and Aries is like the loss of identity. So it's a core wound of like loss of self. As I was hearing you describe your journey, you know, like you've really hit moments where like you did kind of like lose yourself, you know, and, but the thing is with Chiron and Aries, once you're able to understand and find yourself, then you have the power to teach and instill that upon others. So like, because it takes someone to understand like what it takes to lose themselves in order for them to teach and the, and for them to identify when others have like lost their self or have parts of their self that they're lacking. So with tough work, obviously, like with great power also comes great responsibility, you know? So yeah, you might've experienced a lot of fucked up shit, you know, but now you have the ability now because you've taken the time to inner work and find yourself now you have the ability to read that in others and help others. So as I was describing your 
your uh as I was hearing your like journey, I was like, yeah, this is definitely giving me some Chiron astrology type vibes that I wanted to add. But how do you feel overall about that little description? Oh, that is also spot on. I mean, it's just exactly as you say, Joshua. And I also what we were talking about, what you just mentioned, like uh, the positive side of of um, Aries and Leo, like that was exactly what I described earlier with the clarity, you know, that I'm very straightforward and, you know, no bullshit and, and just saying the way it is. So that's exactly. And with the Chiron and that, oh yeah, that goes hand in hand with my life journey. And again, that's what I said, because I've been there. I've been through, you know, the dark night of the soul. You know, I, I was standing in front of the mirror in the, the bathroom every morning with my two small kids thinking, is this the day that I'm going to, you know, commit suicide? Is this the day that I'm going to end my life? And I didn't, and I'm here. And everything that I teach about today, I know it works because I've done it myself. So exactly. So it's like I've earned my way to teach about what I'm teaching about. And, and I am here uh, when I do the karma clearings. That is also very relatable to what you just said, because I have what they call is two God spark, which means that I have extra access to divine source and vital life force energy because I need it in my line of work because I'm here, you know, to serve as you are with your pod and whatever you do, but, uh, to, to use my gifts and passion to serve others. So I have two God sparks, which means I have a lot of power and a lot of access to divine source so I can help you. I really appreciated our conversation. Very insightful very intuitive. I really appreciate you and, and every and the way how you just are so comfortable with sharing your journey and being open. And also now you're helping others. Um, I know you mentioned your two books on Amazon. Do you have like a website or any other like social media platform where people can check out your work and all that fun stuff? Yes, I have. My website is www.ulliscarlson.com. So it's U-L-L-I-S. K-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. And there I have my books. I have my karma clearings. Uh, it's up and running. It's not up to date, but it's in English. Uh, and, you know, my contact page. So you can connect with me. And I also want to say, because I mentioned to you just before we started to record, that also I love to be in podcasts because if there's, you know, like only one word, or one sentence that I say in our conversation that resonates with one of you who's listening. And that word or that sentence can inspire you for your, you know, soul's evolution or personal growth. Then I have paid it back because when I was sick and depressed and suicidal, one day I was listening to Oprah Winfrey and I can't even remember who said what. But somebody said something one day, so I didn't commit suicide. And so now I'm here, you know, and perhaps if I can, you know, guide or help just one person. And even if this person is me, because everywhere that I go and where I interact with my kids in the podcasts, then I, then I transmit this energy. 
So even though if I'm just, you know, helping myself, then it's, it's you know, bring sort of ripples on the waters anyway. So. Wow. And I will say, what a way to end a, a podcast. That was very great. Another spot on answer. And just, I really appreciate our conversation. I, re- I really appreciate you and your insight. Um, but thank you again for a wonderful conversation, a wonderful time. And please stay safe over there. And I know it's hot. So definitely find a nice AC vent. Nice AC unit and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go for a night swim here. And I just want to tell you also that I appreciate you. I feel your energy, you know, from you are in Philadelphia and I'm in Sweden. And and I appreciate you and your energy and your work and your you coming from your heart space and your energy is beautiful so thank you for you joshua and for having me and thank you you who's listening 